Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And you're welcome to edit me out of everything if I'm not making enough sense. <laughs> if I edited you out of everything when you made no sense, there'd be zero podcast. <laughs> I should be recording this so that I can play it later and prove that you've caused emotional distress. (laughs) Hello and welcome to episode 230 of Geek Town Radio. I'm back this week with... I always spoke over the cat there. Is it getting more elaborate each time or is that the same as the last time no, I was here? that was the same as the last time you were here. <laughs> I, I will be the same amount of scowling then. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Yes, I'm good. It's actually sunny today, which is nice. And I've had at least three hours sleep, which is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is going to be interesting. Uh... Yay, insomnia. <laughs> Um, so apart from lack of sleep uh, what have you been doing have you been spending your awake time watching TV some of it um, having caught up with The Expanse and finished Killjoys and uh, also finished watching The Boys as well Uh, I thought I'd go even darker and move on to season two of Happy right (laughs) based on the Grant Morrison comic of the same name very dark very twisted fun if you like crazy and quite violent and uh, now can so and I've sort of ruined my hopes for watching more of it next year by you, in fact, turning up in my Twitch stream last night and telling me they've cancelled it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Unfortunately, it has been cancelled after two seasons because sci-fi can't make a deal to save their life. Um, and uh, yeah, basically they were only making money off it when it aired live or I think the few days they had it on catch up afterwards, which is a stupid deal to sign. And uh, it's exactly the same thing that happened with The Expanse. That yeah, this is less likely to be rescued than The Expanse. Yes. The Expanse has a somewhat more broader mainstream potential yes. audience, and that's a space opera than uh, Happy. I recommend anyone who likes their comic book-based TV, very, very dark and, and violent, and uh, you won't guess the rest of the plot from it, I'll give it that, no. uh, to, to check Happy out. They do at least um, wrap up all of the primary plot at the end of season two. Season one worked pretty well as a main arc, and then season two continues and finishes all of that arc there's just a few little bits of the in the last episode the end of at the end of season two where i really wanted to see what would happen next right um yeah i can't say anything without giving away spoilers for anyone who hasn't actually watched season two yet but yeah there were just a few a few comments by the imaginary magical flying horse um (laughs) and a cloud and um, someone else saying, oh, you're like me, but different. That, that just really set me up to think, I really, really want to know where the hell they're going to take this next. I'll go back to rereading the comics, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, at least you still have the comics. Grant Morrison yeah. is still doing that. Is that still a run? Are they still writing those or is it all done in comic book form as well? I don't know. I should have Googled that before coming onto the podcast <laughs> since I knew I'd be talking about Happy. I don't know. I'm a little bit behind on all my reading at the moment. I have a massive stack of books and comics that I, I haven't actually got around to reading yet. Um, hopefully with Christmas and winter and after today when the last of the sun is gone, I shan't be leaving the house again for a few months. Yes. That will give me time to, to catch up on it all but yeah hopefully um the thing with happy is that you're not quite sure sort of at the, the end of each one you're like i'm not quite sure what they can do next because this is already so out there yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where can this possibly go from this point onwards yes um, but uh yeah we we shall see we shall see i shall certainly because i haven't read the comics in years so i shall certainly reread all of the ones i already have and uh, yeah then see if there's any more i've not read the comics but i i did rather enjoy the series so uh yeah I, I, it was a great shame that that's not 
coming back but there's there's plenty of kind of other tv around at the moment yeah, so there is more expanse and and there's going to be more of the boys as well isn't there yes yes <laughs> there's a se- second season of the boys coming next year the expanse drops uh late, later this month uh 9th i Yay! think so and there's another season of the expanse coming after that they've already even before this season comes out they've already renewed it so uh yes yeah. that's that's going to be keep going for a little bit yet. Yeah, well, they're doing the the expanse is one season per book, roughly. So they should yes. do as many seasons as there are books, which would be awesome. Um, what else? I went up to. I played the first episode of Vader Immortal, which is a virtual reality oh, cool. uh, Star Wars game. It is. Um, it's it's a little bit like a very nice tech demo. <laughs> right. Yeah. Some of those um, are. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but they are they're they're not that expensive. And the first time Darth Vader walks in a room with you, you are genuinely feeling very very intimidated right I, okay. I did have the general feels when you're sort of there and he just walks in and you're just sort of like oh he feels so small have they changed the scale was he always that tall uh, and uh it's quite a good experience i only played the first one they're bringing it out in episodes which i generally don't like as, as an approach to a computer game release i don't really like no. it to be released in episodes personally but it does let you sort of just play the first one then see if you want to buy the rest at least but i think it does add up overall to being quite an expensive way to to game so I, I probably will play some more of the others they were they were they were pretty good fun uh the first one so we'll, we'll see how that goes uh what else i went up to i went to the cambridge center for computing history yes yes very the name good. of which I keep getting wrong. It is not called the Computer History Museum. It's called the Centre for Computing History, mm-hmm. uh, which is a wonderful, wonderful place. They have so many rare, old, fully working computers, consoles, arcade cabinets, and uh, the staff are incredibly knowledgeable. In fact, the team of volunteers that work there won the quiz. Uh, but the team I was involved in came in second place, which I think is uh, <laughs> probably three, three or four points behind. Um, nice, well and, done. Uh, obviously, the uh, the prize was, was given to our team. The, the staff very very kindly <laughs> didn't consider their own score to be a um a eligible yeah, winning prize kind of unfair yeah <laughs> they didn't get every question right though <laughs> they, they still got something worrying wrong. as well <laughs> yeah one, one of them was one of the rounds you had to identify the computer from a small picture of the keyboard Oh, it was, wow. it identify the enter keys. And uh, afterwards, someone turned around on the staff team and said, ah, one of them's behind me. Because <laughs> <laughs> he was sitting near the edge of the room and one of them was actually behind him. But it's great fun. It's, it's all it's all a good laugh. It's all in it's all in good fun. It's uh, lots of wordplay and silly rounds and um, and stuff like that. Uh, and yeah, just, it just costs a little bit of money to enter and the money all goes to keeping the museum going, which oh, is cool. uh, well worth it. Great bunch of people. Yeah. And I contributed some answers. I was, however, in a team of absolute legends when it <laughs> comes to knowing about retro gaming and retro computing history. So right. you've got yes. people like Kim Justice and Larry Bundy Jr. and Quang from Asobe Tech, famous Ronin, one of every console almost ever in the world. Right. Uh, Binary Dinosaur as well, who knows everything about old um, Ataris and Sinclairs and things to the point where we kind of were trying to write down some answers to very difficult questions. And uh, one of the questions said, how many microchips is in a one of these and he went well it depends on which version you've got many people modded these to have only this ram chip instead of these two ram chips so i was just sitting there going yes uh, so our answer was i think it was five unless it's this version in which case it's four but many modern versions had this many it was, it was like a sentence was the answer um but yeah a lot of the other questions were a lot easier kind of identify the sound effects from the computer games and uh, oh, cool. things like that yeah. Yeah, there was a movie, sci-fi movie round as well, which uh, was ah. where I felt I could come into my own a little bit more. Yes. So yeah, that was brilliant fun. Well worth the uh, the road trip all the way up from from London and back again to go to Cambridge. Oh yeah. Uh, what else have I been doing? Uh, playing with my Street Fighter Two Champion Edition uh, Replicade, which nice. is a mini mini arcade. It's pretty good. It's it's got a, a Super Street Fighter Two Turbo on there as well, which is a uh, cool. pretty nice two games in one. And other than that, I've been enjoying owning my first ever christmas jumper <laughs> yes i saw you wearing that on your stream last night it's awesome it's deadpool isn't it i think it's deadpool and also deadpool riding unicorns yes yes and well, snowflakes and chimichangas it's it's amazing I couldn't choose which jumper to get, so I messaged my friend over at Numskull and said, here are the things I like. I can't choose between your jumpers. <laughs> There's my money. Give me one of them. And they, they opted for Deadpool. So. Yes, good choice. 
Yeah, the Ghostbusters where the Ghostbusters logo is a Christmas wreath. I thought that was pretty good. <laughs> nice. Um, and there's a couple of Sonic the Hedgehog ones and uh, a couple of DC Batman ones as well. So it was it was too difficult for me to choose myself. I had to put put the power in somebody else's hands. Option paralysis, that's what it's called, isn't it? Yeah. You can't choose. Um, yeah. and, De- uh, definitely chose well for you, I think. Yes, I, I, trust their, I trust their choice. And, you know... Deadpool riding unicorns in a, mm. in a snowy background. You can't really go wrong. I shall be living in that over a lot of the uh, festive period, I think. <laughs> I've also got a, a Poundland bar humbug goth black Christmas hat as well. <laughs> of course you I have. think that goes... Of, of course I have. Exactly. That goes quite well. Other than that, I'm going to be doing some stop motion animation at some point with the uh, the new Tubbs Street Fighter 2 Oh, ducks. the ducks. Yes. The yes. tubs, ducks. Yeah, that's my present from from Numskull for Christmas. Uh, yes, Street Fighter ducks, and that I need I need to do stop motion animation with them. It has to happen. Yes, definitely it has to happen. You definitely need to do that. They are awesome. Those ducks. They were on the on your stream last night. So, yeah. Uh, we enjoyed those greatly. Uh, just me sort of sitting there, hudducking, spinning <laughs> duck kick. It, it, it's just the gift that keeps on giving, really. Yes, yeah, no, <laughs> definitely worth doing. Uh, what else have I been up to? Twitch London. I hadn't been to that the last time we spoke, had I? No, I don't think you had. That's a, It's a big social get-together um, that's put on. It's all sponsored by uh, Patreons of, of the group, so they will kind of collectively yeah. fund it. And it's just a, a lovely opportunity for everyone to meet up and get to know each other, network, um, and it's a free event so you just uh, request a ticket and uh, and and head along um it was in in central london uh, under the bridges near waterloo station where all the graffiti is oh cool they hired out a load of rooms there and had djs and um sponsor areas where you could talk to people and chill out areas and so forth that was really really i've never been to one of those before that was my my first time and i got to meet a lot of other streamers and content creators and people and it's a really lovely, lovely community. I was really impressed by just how many welcoming, lovely people I met. And then a load of us did the Macarena to um, Titanium, <laughs> okay. which was video and is on Twitter. So oh, I, don't, I, I have to go look that up. <laughs> I mean, I'm never going to pretend I didn't do the Macarena because I'm normally the one that starts it. The fact I saw someone else was starting a Macarena to the wrong song was just like, right, I'm, I'm there. <laughs> I think it was about 20 of us or something in the end. Oh, dear. How about you? Um, no macaronering? No no macaronering for me, no. Um, bit, bit of TV watching. I mean, pretty much continuing the, the sort of various things I've been watching, like see the morning show for all mankind. Watchmen, which is an incredible series, and the last week's episode was just immense. And uh, Walking Dead as well, which is brilliant this season, and that had its mid-season finale and ended in a sort of classic cliffhanger, but not overly cliffhangery, if that makes sense. Uh, <laughs> it sort does. Of position uh yeah so it's not like like the sort of negan ending where everybody was like really you're gonna end it there uh it it ends in a in a good cliffhanger with the heroes in peril but not not sort of too bad you know you could sort of uh they're not like somebody's about to get eaten or anything so that was really good and uh walking dead's really really stepped up its game this last season it's been really solid and uh the watchman is just continues to be one of the most phenomenal tv shows i've i've watched in a very 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 long time regardless of whether it's a comic book show or a you know a straight drama i think watchman is a fabulous series and deserves all the awards when award season comes around new shows i watched uh, upright which is the new tim minchin series which essentially is a road trip movie about him taking this upright piano across australia it's a drama and well it's a drama comedy and he's driving along and has a car accident where he's got the uh, upright piano in the trailer. It, it's kind of unclear where he's going with it, but it, it, you know he's heading towards Perth. It's a long, long road trip through the Australian outback. Uh, the person he crashes his car into is a 16-year-old girl who is incredibly irritating, and it ends up being kind of a buddy road trip movie between Tim Minchin and this 16-year-old girl. So it's, it's a series, uh, I think it's eight episodes, so they're half an hour long each. 
it's brilliant and wonderfully written. Josh Whedon actually tweeted out, I think, saying it was his favourite TV show since Fleabag. So that's pretty high praise, I would say. It's on Sky One at the moment. It's all on demand as well on Now TV and Sky On Demand, but really worth watching. Um, it, it's if, particularly if you like Tim Minchin, but if if you just like off the wall comedy, it's still worth watching. Movie wise, I watched The Irishman which is the Martin Scorsese movie, which I, you must have seen trailers and stuff for this because it's been advertised. They've been pushing it all over the place. It's on Netflix right now. It's not great, in all honesty. It's three and a half hours long and you feel every second of those three and a half hours pretty much. <laughs> That's not an endorsement, no. <laughs> no, it, I mean, it should be fabulous. It's Martin Scorsese, it's Robert De Niro, it's Al Pacino, it's Joe Pesci, who they pulled out of retirement to do it. It's got Ray Romano in it. It's got uh, Bobby, uh, Bobby Carvalho in there, Jesse Plemons, a whole bunch of like names. Anna Paquin randomly pops up in there as well in a role which you're kind of looking at going, why is Anna Paquin doing that role? That's really odd because <laughs> she has about four lines in it. The entire thing sort of goes through the, the history of this man who does what they refer to as paint houses, which is a, a, a euphemism for killing people. Robert De Niro is the sort of main character called Frank Sheeran. Al Pacino plays Jimmy Hoffa and it's really around the sort of disappearance of Jimmy Hoffa is what the entire thing is sort of based on. It's one of those situations where I think Netflix obviously funded quite a lot of it. I think Scorsese went to Netflix and said, I want to make this movie. It's going to have Robert De Niro. It's going to have Al Pacino in it. It's going to have Joe Pesci in it. And I think they just threw a load of money at it and said, go nuts, make it whatever you like. And I think that's where the mistake is. That desperately, desperately needs a decent editor, that film. Because <laughs> there is a good film in there. I'm fairly sure there is a solid movie in there. It's just, it's very, very meandering. And it just needs tightening up. You know, you could do an edit of that, which is a standard two hours, and it would be a much better movie for it, I think. So, yeah, it was one of those things that I was sat with a friend watching it and we, we kind of stopped it to go and make drinks and stuff. And we we're like, oh, my God, we're only an hour into this. <laughs> so, yeah, if you're a huge, huge Martin Scorsese fan, then maybe go and watch it. But be aware, you, you will feel every second of that three and a half hours throughout it. It's difficult to recommend as a, as a sort of film overall, but... Uh, you know, if you're a completist and you want to see everything Scorsese has done, then then it is on Netflix if you want to go watch it. Another thing that popped up, which was far shorter, I know whether you saw this, uh, it was a, an, well, what Sky are referring to is a short sort of story, but it is essentially their Christmas advert. They introduced E.T. into their Christmas advert, and it's the first time E.T. has been on screen in about 37 years. And they got the original actor that played Elliot back together with him. And it's sort of Elliot reuniting with E.T. and his kids. Did you see this? It was. I have not seen this. What a kind of monumental thing to do in a effectively an advert yeah because i don't usually post stuff about adverts but this is kind of such a monumental part of your childhood you kind of like well i i really need to say something about this it's rather sweet actually and the fact that they they didn't just use et and shamelessly use like some random family it was the actual actor that played elliot they had his kids and it's sort of them all connecting and of course et's got the thing about phoning home and stuff so that was sort of the whole thing about oh you know technology's changed since you were last here and that sort of stuff with but it's it's rather sweet and lovely it's only a couple of minutes long but it is floating around on the internet if you want to go and check that out so that's all the stuff we've been doing this week rather than move on to the tv and film news because of course it is thanksgiving or was thanksgiving last week in the u.s so news was rather lacking we have got something else we do in december because it is the first week of december now so we of course are launching this. The Geek Town Awards. 
<laughs> there's my wonderfully over the top trailer um, <laughs> very very epic <laughs> uh, so the Geek Town Awards are of course back because it is December um, and we run this throughout the whole of December there are huge prizes you can win on the website and here's me with the prize list the Geek Town Awards main prize this year includes DVDs of Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, Avengers Age of Ultron, Thor Ragnarok, Doctor Strange, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Captain American Civil War, and Captain Marvel. We also have Blu-rays of Avengers Endgame, Shazam, and Spider-Man Far From Home. We have books, comic books, and games, including a Transformers notebook, a Star Wars pop culture art book, Justice League graphic novel, Batman graphic novels, Avengers graphic novels, a Matrix jigsaw puzzle, a Rick and Morty jigsaw puzzle, DC Originals character photo booth, and a Star Seekers Awakening trading card game. We have figures and ornaments, including Funko Pops of Preacher's Jesse Custer, South Park's Captain Chaos, and Rick and Morty's Scary Terry. We have Funko Bobbleheads of Walking Dead's Daryl Dixon and Mel Dixon and Star Wars Boba Fett. We also have a talking Anchorman Ron Burgundy bobblehead. We have vinyl figures of Walter White and Jesse Pinkman from Breaking Bad. We have a plushy Stormtrooper. We have a Game of Thrones Sansa Stark vinyl figure. Jane Silent Bob vinyl figures. A Highlander collectible Connor McCloud and a DC Joker bath duck. There's a host of other geeky stuff as well, including a Trainspotting T2 t-shirt, Batman egg cups, Call of Duty socks and baseball cap, the Cobra Kai soundtrack on CD, Big Bang Theory coasters, Star Wars mugs, Harry Potter posters, a Suicide Squad wallet, a Rock Cat Cone gaming mouse, and a stack of other geeky bits and pieces. And finally, we have a Now TV smart stick with a selection of testers for the entertainment, cinema and sports packages, an Amazon Fire 7-inch tablet and a Google Home smart speaker. And if that all wasn't enough, we also have a runner-up prize, which is a geeky mystery box worth £125. All you have to do is head to geektown.co.uk forward slash awards and get voting. And a cuddly toy. <laughs> and a cuddly toy, yes. The entire prize package um, worth around 700 quid. We've also got a runners-up prize, which is a special geeky mystery box worth around £125 as well. So uh, there are lots of opportunities to win lots and lots of cool stuff. I'll have to hide the Joker bath duck from you, given that you've, you've got an <laughs> affinity for ducks at the moment. The Joker one's good. The Harley one's good as well. It's got a little mallet. Uh, yeah. The detail on the Joker one is pretty awesome. They've done the whole suit. Who knew ducks look good in suits? Yes, I know. Ducks ducks look good in everything. Uh, <laughs> I can't argue with that because it's too much of a random statement. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, anyway, yes, after you tell people I haven't got much, much sleep. Um, so the awards, of course, you can go to the website, which is geektown.co.uk forward slash awards. You can go and enter. All you have to do to enter is go onto there and fill out the questionnaire which is to select your favorite tv shows from the various lists and fill out your details and you'll be entered into the prize draw for that competition so i thought we'd go through some of the categories seeing as i have you here and we haven't done this with you yet this year we'll go through the categories and uh, you can tell me what you think the best things are on each category uh, have you got the page up in front of you i have and i can see already the first category category is one I know nothing about so this is going to go well yes yes this is the expectations this is going well so the first category is best new non-sci-fi drama of 2019 now there is a list up there which we have various shows on such as uh, New Amsterdam Flack Dead to Me Morning Show Capture and You I'm guessing you've not seen any of those shows is there yeah, anything there's, else there's a you bottom would... one you can tick that says I haven't seen any of these this... which I will have to opt for in this case yes is there anything else you would pick that was a non-sci sci-fi show that uh, you have seen this year or is your entire viewing habit all sci-fi and comic book yeah does does comic book count as sci-fi no it would uh, <laughs> if we're looking for straight drama of some description i guess no so, so <laughs> nothing okay fine i mean out of that list i think my personal preference is it's very difficult because dead to me was a great series and very very dark um and uh, i'm loving the morning show as well uh, uh, you was a brilliant, brilliant series about a serial killer, and uh, that is wonderfully funny as well as being very, very dark. New Amsterdam is probably the thing that gets my vote, just because I've met the cast and they are lovely. And uh, you know, it's available on Amazon Prime, and they're running the first season on E4 as well. So I, I think just because it's one of the best medical dramas out there, I think I'd probably go for New Amsterdam out of that list. Best returning non-sci-fi drama. Do you know any of these? I, I know them. <laughs> you haven't watched them. So uh, we have Big Little Lies, Billions, Jack Ryan, Line of Duty, Mindhunter, Orange is the New Black, Peaky Blinders, Poldark, Succession. Again, very, very strong dramas we've had this year. Hard again for me to pick. I wasn't as impressed with Peaky Blinders this year. Succession is a great show. 
I really enjoyed the second season of Jack Ryan, though, and I think that's probably where my vote goes for that. Any particular preference you're leaning towards? Out People of- have told me I would like Orange is the New Black. Yes, I think that's, that's, that's probably true. That's the closest true. I can get to a concise answer because I haven't <laughs> seen any of these. Yes, yes. So uh, best limited series we have next. Now, I know you've seen some of these. So we have Catch-22, which was on Channel 4. We have Catherine the Great from Sky Atlantic, Chernobyl from Sky Atlantic, Escape from Dan and Mora, Good Omens, Mother, Father, Son, Unbelievable and world on fire i mean chernobyl was an immense series and it's really difficult because i also loved good omens but i I think i just because how incredibly well put together it was chernobyl i think is the thing would get my vote you out of that list you you've seen good omens haven't you so it's it's the one i've seen on that list although i have heard amazing things about chernobyl but yeah i I have i've only seen the one on the list you picked the wrong co-host host for this show <laughs> no i know lots of those categories you uh you yeah, probably it's a running joke them. with a lot of my friends is like have you seen this show and before they finish the end of the sentence i say does it have a spaceship in yes i know uh, <laughs> so uh world on fire was supposed to be very good on the bbc yeah. as well but i haven't actually personally seen that and cat 22 was amazing on channel four as well they're all dramas i would go we need to expand your base of other dramas that don't have spaceships in i'm sure there are some you would like <laughs> there probably are it's finding the time to watch that many things so you tend towards because there's so many amazing shows that i've been really looking forward to coming out mm. and i don't always have time to watch all of those so i tend to be really really selective um the next time i get horribly ill with something is when my range of tv shows will expand <laughs> dramatically <laughs> yes yes definitely best new comedy series we have afterlife brassic living with yourself russian doll sex education this time with alan partridge upright and what we do in the shadows have you seen any of those because there are some of those are genre so you know i've been uh, watching russian doll that i think is a fabulous series uh, and what we doing the shadows i absolutely loved i haven't finished watching russian doll yet but definitely really enjoy the premise really good acting and very intrigued to see where it's going to go and what we do in the shadows i love the film i love everyone that's involved in that series so that was pretty much a slam dunk for me it's a nice fun little series it's not going to change your world or anything it's just it's just what you want from that kind of comedy really yeah yeah out of that list you should also try living with yourself because that's Paul Rudd and it's Paul Rudd opposite Paul Rudd in a cloning comedy. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I, I think that definitely would be uh, one that I would I would have a look at. Brassic has, what's the guy's name? Joe Gilliam that plays Cassidy in Preacher as well. Oh, that's he him. was great in Preacher. And that is his series. He wrote that series as well, starring in it. So that is another one that's worth looking up. Uh, and Afterlife, which was the Ricky Gervais series, is is well worth a watch as well. It's incredibly dark, but well worth watching. So there, it's it's tough that category as well. I really like what what we do in the shadows. Russian Doll, I think, is probably my pick though because it was so odd and off the wall and quirky and just really scratched an interesting itch for me so that is probably what i would go for out of that list returning comedy series we have atypical barry brooklyn 99 Derry girls fleabag grace and frankie silicon valley the good place the orville and veep have you seen any of those there's several on there i would really like to have seen like i haven't seen the orville which has got spaceships in it yes um, and i don't think that's on any of the things i have access to it's um on fox in the uk so mm. And the third season has been delayed because it's moved on to Hulu in the US. So I don't know whether that's going to affect third season airing over here, but first two seasons were on Fox. I don't know where else you can get it. I don't know whether it's gone onto any of the streaming services. But yeah, yes. I need it to appear on, on Prime or, or Netflix for me so I can watch it. Veep, I was pretty interested in checking out as well. Veep is um, hilarious. Uh, I you talk about The Good Place quite a lot, don't you? Yes, we do. Me and Matt adore The Good Place. Matt does a weekly podcast on The Good Place just out of everything because it is so strange and 
hilariously funny and brilliantly written. I, I mean, I love the Orville. The Orville's basically next generation with jokes. So, uh, you know, that is fantastic. And I lo- love Silicon Valley as well. But The Good Place is the thing that I really look forward to every week and the new episodes coming out. Uh, I love Atypical as well. I mean, Atypical is a brilliant, brilliant comedy. But The Good Place is, is certainly the thing that we will always get my vote, I think, out of that list. Now we're on to categories, which I think you might have more of an opinion on. We have uh, Best New Sci-Fi Fantasy Series of 2019. We have uh, Black Summer, Carnival Row, Curfew, For All Mankind, His Dark Materials, C, The Dark Crystal, Age of Resistance, and The Kingdom. Which of those have you seen? Which of those do you want to see? Now we're getting to the ones where I actually find it harder to choose. I th- I think my, my heart would tell me to go for Dark Crystal, Age of Resistance. Yes. Because I've, you know, you've waited so long to see a return to a world like that. The puppetry, the, the practical effects and the interesting mix of practical effects of little touches of CGI and things where all the close up shots, the character designs, etc. Incredible. And I never thought that that series was ever going to happen. So I, th- I think that that wins. Of the ones I haven't seen, I do really want to see His Dark Materials, the BBC adaptation. I'm really, really interested to see that one. I haven't got around to it quite yet. But that's probably the one that I most want to see of the ones I haven't. How about you? This is tricky for me as well, because I, I'm really enjoying C. It's a bit slow to get started. That's the Jason Momoa one that mm. they they previewed at MCM in London this year as well. That is, is really good, interesting. It's from the creator of Peaky Blinders. I really, really enjoy that show. For All Mankind as well, which is the Ronald D. Moore series about a sort of alt history where the Russians beat the Americans to the moon. That's been a brilliant series and uh, they're both really high quality. I'm still sort of halfway through those because they're releasing those weekly. Here's Dark Materials. I've been enjoying but I found it a little bit slow I know there are a lot of fans out there I I didn't know the books particularly beforehand and I it seems to have gone down fairly well with people that do know the books which is great and I'm glad it's there and I'm glad they're doing the job that they're supposed to be doing for that um personally I did find it a little bit slow uh, I'm a couple of episodes behind from what's been broadcast and I need to get back to it I'm kind of edging towards Carnival Row in all honesty um, the more I sit back and think about that series, the more I I really liked it. And I'm very glad that they've got a second season for it. I thought the world was really interesting. It's, it's this sort of steampunk-esque world with fairies and monsters in it. I think that's very much your sort of series. I think you'd really enjoy that. Uh, and it's, it's worth looking up. That's on Amazon Prime if you want to go and watch that. And that's coming back for a second season as well. So um, I think probably Carnival Row is the thing I would go for out of that list personally. Best returning sci-fi fantasy series. We have American Gods, American Horror Story, Black Mirror, Sabrina, Star Trek Discovery, The Expanse, Handmaid's Tale, The OA, and Stranger Things. I, I think I know what you've gone for out of this list, but what would you go for? It's actually a more difficult choice than you would think with this one. American Gods has its ups and downs, but I'm I'm very glad it's uh, getting made. I love the book. Black Mirror, I feel, has kind of, yeah... Lost its, its way it's, a little um, bit. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't really want to say discouraging words to, to the people making Black Mirror. However, I um, felt it was, yeah, really, really mixed in quality this time around. I felt that yeah. the, the, the twists were obvious and the pacing was bizarre. And overall, it sort of just was a very strange mix of stuff that just didn't quite, quite hit the mark for me. Um, I haven't watched Sabrina. I, I think I can't quite separate it from Sabrina the Teenage Witch <laughs> and Melissa Joan Hart. Yes. I think I need to, though. I, I think it's slightly different. I can't think why. Yes. Um, I really, really liked the last series of Discovery, although I wasn't keen on the reveal twist. I shan't say what it was for anyone who hasn't seen it. But right, uh, yes. The I, I enjoyed the series, but I wasn't entirely keen on how the overarching plot worked out. Right. If that makes sense. Yes. Um, the Expanse, obviously, I adore. Handmaid's Tale, I also really like. And the OA, I was really serious too of the OA, but it really came into its own. Very unusual. Again, really good acting and writing, character writing, character development. Um, unfortunately, ends on a cliffhanger and will be staying cliffhangered. Um, yeah. 
so that is a shame on that. And Stranger Things, much to the uh, shock, surprise and horror of everyone, I have not seen a single episode of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Stranger Things is something that you do really, really need to watch. Stranger Things is is great, and I, I really enjoyed the third season of that. I love The Handmaid's Tale. I really enjoy Discovery. Uh, I The second season, I'm kind of with you. I, I, I liked where they had it before and that second season pushes it into a completely different space and uh, it felt much more star trek in the second season which i think i think the characters because i think one of the problems they had in the first season is your main character isn't particularly likable or able to empathize with and they really improved and developed her character in that second season and it felt a lot more star trek um but they yeah they have a slight problem with sort of leaning into cliche a little bit so you kind of get to a certain point in the series and go oh i think i know what the twist is but it was still and i still enjoyed it though i still i I still enjoyed it overall and um i would still like to see more of discovery so what are you picking out of that list see uh, see the oa's been canned obviously after that second season so that sort of made me feel a bit kind of like yay oh no so i think because of its consistent awesomeness and will continue to be being awesome i will go for the expanse which i'm assuming is what you thought i would pick yes that is what i thought you would pick i think probably the expanse for me as well overall for for basically for the same reasons just the consistency of how good it is to have that sort of epic sci-fi and done so brilliantly well so yeah i think i will probably go for the expanse out of that list on to best new comic book series they've they've been an interesting selection this year they are very varied um, from from sort of straight comic books to, to really off the wall things so we have uh pennyworth raising dion swamp thing the boys the umbrella academy titans and watchmen which do you go for out of that list that's a varied and strong list that one um i haven't seen pennyworth i really would like to see it though i think for me it's going to be down to the boys or the umbrella academy that's partly because i haven't seen watchmen yet i'm saving it and uh, currently don't have any access to it so have to Um, (laughs) i'm waiting for watchmen to come out on something i have um yeah it has to be between the boys and the umbrella academy they're both brilliant in such different ways though yeah that's so difficult choosing one or the other um i i i I don't know i just maybe because i saw it more recently the boys but it's pretty much 50 50 between those two for me yeah i'm sort of with you on that as i said earlier on uh that there is one show which has been absolutely phenomenal this year in terms of comic book series or um i mean well, well the watchman isn't a direct comic book adaptation it is obviously based on the watchman comic book it's been brilliantly brilliantly crafted and i think watchman is the thing i would have to vote for out of that list but if that wasn't in there i would have the same problem as you between the boys and the umbrella academy because i loved both those adaptations i thought they were brilliant um swamp thing as well i i was really disappointed that didn't get another season because i thought swamp thing was superbly done and was a really clever adaptation um and it's such a shame that they didn't have the guts to keep going with it i'm very much 50 50 on sort of would want to split my vote between the boys and umbrella academy uh but but for me watchman these streets ahead of everything else that's been out this year so um by the way in terms of the eligibility for these shows because you may be wondering why some shows aren't in there apart from the fact that obviously we can't have every single show on there so we had to trim the list down to shows which we kind of sat around and decided this was probably the ones that should be in the list we run it from the 1st of december 2018 to the 30th of november 2019 because obviously the competition runs throughout december so we can't put shows that are launching in december into the list because that's not really very fair so so yes that's that's why some shows aren't necessarily in there and you're thinking oh well maybe it didn't that come out this year so best returning comic book series we've got kind of the pretty much the the old faithfuls we've got uh, agents of shield arrow gotham which had its final season this year i zombie legends of tomorrow supergirl flash the punisher which was actually this year which i've forgotten about and the walking dead any particular choice out of that well obviously i've seen this is the thing, we're into the points where i've seen all the things which is nice um <laughs> and uh for for me my, my favorite series the series i look forward to the most out of all of those was i zombie 
zombie. Right. Yeah. Uh, that was the one where I was excited to see every next episode. Some of the other ones, Gotham, it's very silly. It's like very high budget yeah. trash TV stuff. It's enjoyable, but it's, yeah, it, it's kind of silly, enjoyable fun. And that I binge watched when I was ill, when I couldn't concentrate. And it didn't matter if I noticed if people died and came back to life or changed actor or something because that kept <laughs> happening in that series. Yeah. So it was perfect watching for that kind of point in my year. But some of the other things like like Arrow and and Flash and stuff, like less so with Flash, more with things like Arrow and, and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. They just, they've gone on for so long now that I feel we're in that bit where they're not quite as good as they were as some series do like because even supernatural had that dip in the middle where it was kind of like well, maybe they should have ended the series here but then they like recovered and made a few more brilliant series afterwards yeah. so i'm not as fussed to see a lot of the the other ones and um the walking dead i quite controversially don't like at all um, <laughs> but i'm not massively into zombies or that kind of drama so that's probably why yeah so i think i zombie just because i have such a, a, a soft spot for it <laughs> <laughs> yes don't like The Walking Dead because zombies, but like I zombie because zombies. <laughs> well, that's not the same thing. <laughs> I know, I know. It's not the thing. The Walking Dead is a is a is a standard big drama about human beings where you could kind of change the settings from zombies to post-apocalyptic yes. nuclear explosion or this kind of thing it's about the drama between the things and the zombies are effectively a backdrop as a lot of zombie type things often are yes. at that yeah. level so yeah. yeah it just doesn't tick any of the boxes i like really whereas i zombie is brilliant and funny and um i love the way they wrap the series up i thought it was excellent yes yeah did come to a great conclusion arrow i have actually been really enjoying this series and that has been very up and down over the years i i think the fact that they know where they're going and there is an end point and it's a shorter run as well i think serves arrow very very well this season so i have been enjoying arrow quite a lot out of that stuff i thought the punisher was great and uh, you know obviously we've lost all those netflix marvel shows now so uh, that was a sad way for that to go out um I, I think probably the walking dead purely because of the the amount that it's improved over this past season uh, from where it was a couple of seasons ago i, I think walking dead is, is the thing that i would pick out of that list i also still have a huge affection for legends of tomorrow because it is so stupid uh <laughs> <laughs> it's another it's like gotham it's just it is it is fun and yes. it knows it's fun and as soon as you get to the point with your show where you're like yeah like gotham did about like two and a half seasons in they went oh we're making a silly show and then they just ran with it <laughs> yeah yeah and, <laughs> and from that point on yeah. it was much more enjoyable when i think yeah i think legends knew that from day one. Ah, oh, yeah we're the silly show carry on <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely very very much like that We've got uh, Best British TV Show of the Year. So this is a sort of mix of some of the others, really. Uh, Brassic, Call the Midwife, Flack, Good Omens, Land Duty, Peaky Blinders, Poldark Temple, uh, The Capture, World on Fire. Uh, I guess Good Omens you're going to go for out of that list. Yeah, being that it's uh, both good and one of the only ones I've seen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I definitely would pick Good Omens out of that list. As I say, Peaky Blinders this season, I found dragged a little bit in places. That would be the other thing I would naturally gravitate towards. I did think the capture was fabulous as well, which was the uh, the thing about the surveillance state, basically. And uh, that, that, I thought, was just brilliant as a drama. I've never really watched Poldark. I haven't seen World on Fire yet. Uh, Brassic, I did think, was brilliant as well and i thought flack was great which was the original drama on w with anna paquin but good omens i think out of everything on that list is the thing that stands out for me so that's where i go best male performance in a tv show no tom hiddleston for you unfortunately so you know uh you're just gonna have to deal with that <laughs> uh we have brian cox for succession uh damien lewis for billions jason momoa for c kick harrington for game of thrones pen bagley for you and steve carell for the morning show was our selection any particular person you would want to go for out of that taking that sentence in a literal way being bearing in mind i've not actually seen any of these shows the person i'd like to go for is jason momoa <laughs> <laughs> and 
that's the best answer I can give at this point in time. I would really like to, to see, see though. So, um, yes. yeah, that is, uh, and one day I will watch all of Game of Thrones. That's some massive binge watching thing that needs to, needs to happen at some point because I've only seen one episode of it. But yeah, I definitely will watch C at some point. So I'm preemptively going to assume it's Jason Momoa. <laughs> I mean, Kit Harrington possibly does, deserves an award for getting through the eighth season of Game of Thrones. Um, right. Because you know, the writing in places was terrible on that season, which is why the eighth season hasn't appeared anywhere else in the list. Um, but we didn't think it was fair to punish the actors for the terrible writing. Um, so, yeah, I mean possibly Kit Harrington. I do really like Jason Momoa in C. Uh, it's, a, it's a really interesting performance in that as well. So Penn Bagley for you is just such a creepy performance and darkly funny as well. My my gut kind of wants to go for that, I think, out of, uh, out of that list. You, if you haven't seen it, is a, is a show which is on Netflix. It is about a stalker, essentially, who kind of turns into a serial killer. And, and uh, it's really just darkly funny and just so worth watching. That's back for a second season later this year as well. So yeah, I, I think I'd probably go for that out of that list. Uh, female performance, we have Amelia Clark in Game of Thrones, we have Jean Smart for Watchmen, Jodie Comer for Killing Eve, Merritt Weaver for Unbelievable, Olivia Coman for The Crown, and Regina King for Watchmen. Any of these stand out to you? I don't have any gag responses to this one, I'm afraid. Um, I've not seen any of the series. Um, I will I will watch Watchmen at some point. Um, that's it. Yeah, I don't know. What should I say for that one? I go for Olivia Coleman because Olivia Coleman wins everything. In that case, I'll go. <laughs> I will go for Olivia Coleman because you say that she wins everything and that makes it sound like I've um, possibly seen any of those shows. <laughs> Again, Amelia Clark deserves an award just for getting through that final season. Jean Smart, I love in Watchmen. She's snarky and plays it as though she's completely over all the costume stuff and is is just such a wonderful, wonderful character in that show. I love Regina King in that series as well, but I, I kind of want to give it to Jean Smart for uh, for Watchmen. She was great in Legion as well, but but uh, yeah, that, that's the person I would probably go for. I know the person that I would probably win that is Jodie Comer for Killing Eve, I rather suspect. Uh, but uh, yes, we'll, we'll, that's going to be an interesting category when it comes around. Game of the Year. Do you, now, you are obviously a big video gamer i i doubt you've played a lot of the things on this list so do you have a game of the year out of the stuff that you have played um there's actually some good ones on the list i do i do know the games on the list (laughs) so so the list is well the list we have apex legends call of duty modern warfare death stranding disco Elysium, gears 5 metro exodus planet zoo star wars jedi fallen order and the outer worlds so is it one of those lists or would you go for something else particularly? A lot of the things I've been playing didn't come out this year. Um, obviously, I'm very much enjoying things like Valfaris at the moment, but I'm trying to remember when the actual release date of that was, if it's within the... Uh, I think that actually that might have come out this year. It might go with Valfaris if you like sort of like Doom meets Geiger meets shooting but in a 2D platformer kind of direction. That's good. Um, I've seen a lot of people I know massively enjoying Planet Zoo yes. and uh, chaos that that can, that that can cause. That looks to be great fun. Um, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, I really, really want to play. Uh, I've watched a couple of people I know streaming that game and it looks amazing um, of all the kind of modern games that are out. Like it looks like it's a good mix of open world, but also more guided narrative type parts. And uh, it's got lightsabers in it. And um, um, yeah, after some recent Star Wars games not always getting the, the best reception, it looks like this is very much a return to form and I, I need to play that at some point quite badly. The other one on the list, uh, I, I'm a big fan of the old Gears game, so Gears 5 would be a game I would love to play and um, I've heard amazing things about Disco Elysium as well. But I think uh, Jedi Fallen Order, just because I so badly want to play it right now, is probably my pick. <laughs> yeah, I mean, actually out of that list... I kind of have to go for Planet Zoo just because I have Planet Zoo and I have Jedi Fallen Order 
and and I'm spending more time playing Planet Zoo than I am Fallen Order at the moment. Not that Fallen Order is a bad game. It's a very, very, very good game. I, I just, but the, the draw of building stuff in Planet Zoo has been kind of quite strong. So that's the thing I'm probably going for. But yes, Fallen Order is a great game. The Outer Worlds, which is, is kind of a, a light version of Fallout from the original Fallout creators, Obsidian, a very enjoyable and then really interesting setup it's one of those games that whilst i really enjoyed the game it's a little bit light and i hope they create outer worlds 2 and expand it more i would like to see a bit more from them disco elysium i haven't played yet but i'm i'm told he's very very good so that is also on my list of things and death stranding i know is is something that's been very popular as well but yes planet zoo for me definitely and movie of the year now i mean we have a list for this which includes the lion king spider-man far from home joker al camino deadwood the movie captain marvel but I think there's one thing which is going to dominate this, which is Avengers Endgame. That kind of, just because of what it represents, would have to be my pick. What about you? See, the problem is I haven't got to see I haven't seen Far From Home yet. Yes, it took me ages to get around to seeing it as well. I Far From Home is a good it. movie. It is a good film. But I think Endgame, just because it was so epic, that's a sort of three-something-hour movie that doesn't feel like a three-hour movie to me you know yeah it is the culmination of so many years worth of movies and there's just you could just see how emotional some of the crowds were getting watching that it was it was all of the epic uh but i haven't seen captain marvel i haven't seen deadwood i haven't seen el camino i have seen joker i kind of view it slightly separately as a comic book movie Um, it's quite a loose um, very, very loose, yes. Uh, origin story, prequel type situation, uh, although very, very well acted. Uh, and I haven't seen The Lion King because I'm not convinced it needs to exist. Yeah, yes, um, that is true, but I think that's fair. <laughs> so by a process of elimination and having not seen Far From Home, I, I will have to choose Endgame as well, I think. Yeah, I, I think Endgame is probably going to end up being one of the most popular ones on there. But well, that's going to be an interesting one because Joker had a big fan base as well. So we'll see how that turns out with the, with the votes uh, so we've got a few categories left which is the most anticipated series of next year uh, so we have Avenue 5 which is the new comedy from Armando Iannucci it's set 40 years in the future it stars Hugh Laurie as Ryan Clark an American captain of the Avenue 5 which is a space tourism vessel there is a trailer for this up on the website you already said that you wanted to watch Veep it's Armando Iannucci doing space so yeah that's one uh we've got uh, doom patrol which finally lands in the uk next year on stars play which obviously follows the superhero group who uh, all suffered horrible accidents giving them superhuman abilities but left them scarred and disfigured we've got star trek picard which is the turn of patrick stewart as jean-luc picard that's coming to amazon prime falcon and winter soldier which is the uh, mcu tv series coming to disney plus we've got the mandalorian which technically hasn't over here yet legally <laughs> so uh, we've got that coming to disney plus next year as well there is the nevers which is a sci-fi drama from joss whedon which follows a gang of victorian women who find themselves with unusual abilities relentless enemies and a mission that might change the world that's coming to sky atlantic next year and the witcher which stars henry cavall as Geralt of rivia and that's coming to netflix later this month there's an interesting selection for you there. I'd have no clue which one you're going to go for out of this list. Uh, well, assuming I can't choose everything, yes, I think it would be Star Trek Picard. Really? Yeah. I, I think so. I think so because I, I I never thought that we would see Patrick Stewart return to that role, and he's an absolutely incredible actor and a funny and wonderful human being. If his Twitter account is anything to go by, he's just brilliant. Yes. And um, yeah, the the others are all good. I want I want to see all of these things without without a doubt. But I think that's the one that when the trailer dropped, I had the most kind of like, oh my god, is this happening? I I I cannot wait for this kind of reaction. I think was actually 
yeah star trek picard yeah i i mean i again want to see all of these things i'm very intrigued about the nevers but we haven't seen any footage of that so it's difficult to judge the mandalorian obviously looks like a fabulous series and i uh, want to see that uh star trek picard though yeah I, that that is the thing that's kind of tantalizingly close because that launches in january i think so i yeah that that's the thing that I'm probably focused on right now. That's the thing I'm kind of looking forward to most. But yes, I'd like you want to see everything. The Witcher has also looked great from the little clips that we saw at FCM as well. Uh, most anticipated game of 2020. Uh, There's an interesting selection of stuff. We've got Beyond Good and Evil 2, Cyberpunk 77, Halo Infinite, Marvel's Avengers, Psychonauts 2, System Shock, Last of Us Part 2, Vampire the Masquerade, Bloodlines 2, Watch Dogs Legion. I know what you're going to go for with this, I think. Well, I may be slightly predictable on this front. <laughs> I'm not I'm not even going to pretend I'm not. It's going to be Cyberpunk. I've waited so long for that game. Yeah. <laughs> I was watching trailers of that when they first dropped. I don't know. It feels like 20 years ago. We've, we've waited so long for it and it looks amazing. And yeah, that kind of overshadows everything else for me by quite a margin yes so uh cyberpunk 77 i do very very much want to play but vampire the masquerade well it was when it was launched was such a broken game and then it was patched and it was so wonderfully done i really love that game uh and i also have a huge soft spot for psychonauts as well and beyond good and evil so there's there's some really interesting things and last of us was great as well just so i'm not going to the, for the same thing as you whilst I, I it is possibly cyberpunk vampire the masquerade bloodlines 2 i think is probably the thing i'm going to go for out of that list just because i love the first game so much but yes i am very much looking forward to playing cyberpunk and most anticipated movie, we've got Artemis Fowl, Bill and Ted Face the Music, Birds of Prey, Black Widow, Dune, Ghostbusters 2020, The Eternals, Top Gun Maverick, Uncharted, and Wonder Woman 1984. What do you go for? I don't know. That's <laughs> a difficult one because there's various things that I look at them and I'm like, I want you to be good. Yes. You know, I want Bill and Ted to be good. I want Birds of Prey to be good. I want Black Widow to be good. I want Dune to be good. I want Ghostbusters to be good not as fussed about the others but i don't know i don't know if they are going to be good um i was quite sad that birds of prey became birds of prey when it was originally rumored to have been a gotham city sirens yeah. movie which would have been my preference um by quite a long shot so i think possibly and partly because it isn't one that's nostalgia based like with bill and ted and ghostbusters um i might go for june okay cool Yes, as I mentioned to you on your stream last night, that has a movie coming and has a TV series which is connected to it as well coming. Uh, June the Sisterhood is the TV series. We've got both of those coming. I'm intrigued to see that. Yes, difficult thing to do right is June. The books are, um, it's all very interesting. <laughs> But the books kind of are quite mixed and quite slow and patchy and play I probably get shot for saying this. Um, <laughs> I really I really, really like the world and the ideas of Dune, but it's something that can be a bit of a weird slog in places. But it is also very kind of defining and important and um I would love to see um yeah, I'd love to see a, a TV and movie of that done right. And the fact they're doing it all interconnected because it's such a huge series, there's so much going on. That gives them the, the breadth and pace to to do a lot more with it, I think, than anyone's had the chance to before. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go for the nostalgia and just go for Bill and Ted Face the Music. <laughs> well, right, that's much simpler. She's done that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm quite intrigued to see what the Uncharted movie is like as well. But um, it's interesting because the Eternals is the Marvel movie, and usually the next Marvel movie would, I mean, Black Widow is Marvel as well. They they would be like the 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 things that really leap out at you. But this this phase of the Marvel films doesn't seem to have caught the imagination the same way that the previous ones did. So uh, I I'm going to be really intrigued to see how they go down. I'm I'm also quite interested to see what they do with Ghostbusters this time around as well but uh yeah i'm going for bill and ted i think out of that 
And we have one final question because it, it's sort of the end of a decade and I, I thought this would be a nice sort of general thing. We had an open box at the end of the quiz which says, what is your favourite TV show of all time? So what is your favourite TV show of all time? That That's a horrible question. <laughs> How could you possibly do that to anyone, let alone everyone that goes to your website? Hmm. Um, I didn't spot that question at the end there and have not prepared an answer. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I'll give you a countdown. <laughs> Some kind of horrible fail noise at the end and then I'm fired for not coming up with an answer. Um, I don't know because like, do you go for like all time it kind of includes nostalgia and things that sort of slightly in the back of your brain you knew if you watch now would, would be absolutely terrible as well as things that you've watched more recently that are incredibly well put together do you look at things in terms of the series you watched for the longest because then things i know aren't very good but i watched them every week for years and years and years and years would be on my possible list including things like charmed <laughs> <laughs> which which i i became very attached to as a series um and and made me made me very happy for all its silly ridiculousness i don't know Goodness, I, I think that definitely somewhere on the list, fairly high up the list, would, would be things like um, Red Dwarf and Blackadder mm-hmm. and um, Star Trek, like Next Generation and uh, Deep Space Nine, because I can endlessly rewatch those quite happily. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I think no, that's I think, not one answer at all. But no, that's... but I, I think I think rewatchable value is is certainly something which I think classes it as a favourite TV show. Yes, Red Dwarf I think would definitely be up there for me. The show which always springs to mind whenever I'm asked that question is Firefly because I could watch that endlessly. I know there's there's not that many episodes of it, but I love love that series. So Firefly for me, I think. Yeah, I still haven't watched all of it. <laughs> terrible I know I think I get disowned and unfollowed on social media a lot when people figure that out Um, I think Star Trek series and things you can just keep watching them yes Um, that is true Deep Space uh, Nine repeatedly Deep Space Nine is my favourite Star Trek Next Generation is probably my second favourite Star Trek and my favourite character is possibly Q yes okay fair enough so the episodes of him in (laughs) I can watch those on repeat pretty much because he is genius uh, I wish they could reinstate that character somehow. If he can turn up in Picard, <laughs> that would be perfect for me. He's like the evil genie type character. Yeah, yeah, that would be great. I, I, I can imagine that would just throw a huge spanner in the works for a series like Picard. But we'll see. We'll see. That would be interesting. So. That is the awards. You can go online and vote now. You go to geektown.co.uk forward slash awards. You can win the huge prizes that we listed earlier on. Go onto the website now. Go and get voting. Geektown.co.uk forward slash awards. And as we've been chatting so long, uh, I think we'll just jump straight on to some highlights for next week on TV. 
think she's president. Sorry if that's a spoiler, but yes. And then on the 6th of December, we have the absolutely fabulous, marvelous Mrs. Maisel that is back for its third season. That's a fabulous comedy, and I'm very much looking forward to seeing the third season of that. Over on Apple TV+, Plus, Truth Be Told, which is an adaptation of the true crime novel Are You Sleeping? stars Octavia Spencer and Lizzie Kaplan. We've got Fuller House, which returns for the first half of the fifth season. That is on the 6th of December to Netflix. We've got Traces, that's an original series by Alibi. That's coming to the Alibi channel on the 9th of December at 9pm, which is a crime drama set at the Scottish Institute of Forensic Science. New Amsterdam, the brilliant New Amsterdam, returns for the first half of its second season. That's on Amazon Prime on the 9th of December. Very much enjoying watching that. Uh, first season was brilliant and it ended in an interesting cliffhanger. So uh, that's coming to Amazon Prime on the 9th of December for that. And uh, Law and Order Special Victims Unit, that finally returns to the UK on the 10th of December on Sky Witness. It's, uh, um, I'm not sure whether that's one of the moved, yes, moved from Universal, that one. So uh, that's the 21st season, which is a historic season because it makes it the longest running crime drama i think in the u.s that's coming to sky witness 10th of december at 10 p.m for law and order special victims unit and that's everything for this week unless you've got anything else you want to mention no i I think that's quite enough (laughs) we've (laughs) covered everything if people want to find you where can they find you i can be found uh using the name trista bites spelled b-y-t-e-s because i thought i'd make a geeky pun in my name and make it difficult to spell and uh yeah i can be found over on youtube twitch facebook twitter and instagram Yes, so go and check her out. You stream on Twitch on uh, Sundays and Monday nights, don't you? I do, yes. And YouTube videos go up on Saturdays and then I spend the rest of the week retweeting and uh, Instagramming geeky nonsense. (laughs) Yes, definitely. Go and check out her uh, Twitch feed. It's very funny and you can interact with her on real time as well. Um, So if you want to get in touch with us, you can go to geektown.co.uk throughout the week and see the latest air dating information. You can also, of course, enter the Geek Town Awards. That's Geek geektown.co.uk forward slash awards if you want to go and do that if you want to get in touch with your questions and comments email us on podcast at geektown.co.uk leave a message on the website post find us at geektown on twitter on facebook at facebook.com forward slash geektown on youtube at youtube.com forward slash geektown and on instagram at geektown uk that is everything we shall see you with a more normal show next week bye When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.